Hey, what's good? It's your boy, Salpri706. Real quick before we start the episode, I just want to give a quick couple of shout-outs to a couple of people that support us and rock with us this week. So we really appreciate the interaction. We love rocking with y'all. Definitely add me at any time, SBReport706. My name is kind of hard to find. If you type in Archie Leach, it'll pop up under SBReport706. It's very complicated, but it's not that complicated. So hit me up. So real quick, shout-out to Lee, uh, lunch underscore money. Uh, he definitely showed us some love this week. Shout-out to at Nick, um underscore nick appreciate the love uh shout out to fuck your dragon little burr blue for rocking with us this week also shout out to sully wins and as always shout out to the big homie jay free for rocking with the committee podcast appreciate the support definitely gonna add you in the episode so you know retweet us so some new people can hear us you know if you like the content share it with your friends and family appreciate it now let's get to the episode Yo, what's good, your boy, Southview706. Welcome to the Committee Podcast. We're a double-gated community talking life, culture, music, racism, anime, amongst other things. But as always, thanks for support. So today, it's no usual suspects. It's just me, Solo Dola, holding it down for you guys on Mother's Day. Well, it's actually the day after Mother's Day when you hear this, but I am recording this on Mother's Day. So definitely shout out to all the mothers out there. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, without you guys, uh, none of us would be here. We wouldn't be recording this podcast. We wouldn't exist on Earth. Uh, women truly do run the world. But speaking about mothers, let's talk about Aisha Curry because she was kind of hot this week with uh, her comments. Now, there, there's a lot of slander she's getting for the things she said, pretty much alluding to that she wants male attention. She wants attention from uh, people guys which I was I was very confused about a lot of people said it was more or less her being insecure but there were other people like the homie Lex shout out to him calling her a bird like look you have a superstar husband he's famous he's rich you have three beautiful children he takes care of you supports you in any way shape or form and you're upset and insecure because you don't have any men's in your DMs like I don't know. I'm, I'm not a woman. And again, everybody has their insecurities. But somebody explain to me. I need one of you ladies out here listening. Add me at SB Report 706. They explain to me how you can be. And she, I don't know. She's a beautiful woman. I don't get how she is this insecure. She has everything she could want and need. But yet she's still seeking outside or outward attention from other people. I think a bit of it she was saying was rooted in the fact that you know, her husband gets all the attention, but I mean, of course he he does. He, he can shoot a three-pointer from 60 feet away, like almost with his eyes closed. Well, not really great in this series, but historically he is a great three-point shooter. Shout out to Marcus Sniffles. Uh, I don't watch basketball, so I'm just making stuff up. But yeah, I, I, ladies, let me know how this insecurity thing works. Again, I do know how it works, but at that level where you're rich, famous, beautiful, have beautiful kids, have a TV show, can do anything you want, you're, you're having these issues. Now, what I will say is that I don't know if Steph maybe isn't showing her as much attention as she needs due to the fact he's on the road, maybe, what, eight, 42 nights a year, 40 nights a year, being an NBA player. But I don't know. That That's one of those things that I, I don't understand. Uh, it's it's one of those things where I, I personally feel, and me and El Chapo talked about this in the group text as far as, like, putting your relationship out there. 
I think that's something that if you have that issue, you don't go to a red table talk to put it out for the entire world to see. That's something you pull your husband to the side and you talk about. You work it out at home instead of having the internet roast you continuously and now your DMs are probably flooded with all kinds of nasty eggplant pictures that you didn't want. Well, you did want because that's what you said you wanted. So, And again, like, how does your husband feel about that? Did you put this out to the world? Like, Did, did you go speak to him privately? I feel like you didn't. But... That's one of the things, like, you, you got to keep some things private, in my opinion. <clears throat> like, I think even as a as a podcaster or a content creator, whatever you want to call yourself, I don't think you necessarily have the obligation to put your personal life out to the world. Like, shoot, I don't even show my face on Twitter. Like, like I rock with y'all, but some of y'all people are crazy. Like, people out here finding people's IP addresses, hacking their accounts, like, and I'm pretty mild on Twitter. I don't really say too much wild stuff, but yeah, nah, I'm good. I try to keep as openly private as I can. Like, I know El Chapo was like, oh, you know, well, you can't talk about people's relationships if you don't talk about your own relationship. I'm like, yes, I can. Like, I can talk to somebody about how to be, as an example, I can tell somebody, like, how to be financially stable without being rich, right? I can talk to somebody about being a homeowner without owning multiple homes, you know. I can talk to somebody about the NFL, and I've never played a second in the NFL. So I don't think it's necessarily needed to be able to, uh, I guess, be uh, that transparent with people. I think some things should be left private. Now, the thing with private relationships, and, and this continuing on with this, uh, this theme with mothers, women, relationships or whatnot, uh, it broke that Joe Budden and Sin Santana, I guess, uh, broke up. And I listened to his podcast a little bit, and he, he had the same kind of view. Like, they were kind of giving him, well, they're kind of heckling the whole episode, but it was in good fun. But they're kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, it, it's we, we can't not give you the same energy that you give people about their relationships because you talk about other people's relationships, and he, he makes a living doing that. And, uh, you know, he was right. He was like, yeah, he doesn't have a problem talking about it as far as, like, you know, he still wants to keep it, you know, close to the vest because it's still a personal, ongoing issue. But honestly, he ain't got to say nothing if he don't want to. Like, they also talked about, and me and El Chapa talked about the whole Wendy Williams thing. And that's what she was trying to say, like, oh, well, you should, you should talk about your relationship or whatever. I'm like, well, not really, like. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, look at Wendy Williams. I'm like, well, yeah, the same Wendy Williams that when she got into her issue with her ex-husband wanted privacy, but, like, she spends her entire career talking about people's relationships, spilling the tea and whatnot, but now she wants us to be private? Nah, keep that same energy. If you're going to do that to people, you got to expect it to come to you. Now, again, I am the, the keep that, that same energy God, but, again, I don't really, I don't put myself out there, so I don't really talk about people's relationships to an extent, like, not to the point where I'm just like deep dive. And if I do, it's just more for entertainment purposes. Like, I really honestly do not care. So, but yeah, just let me know what you think about that. I think it's pretty interesting uh, topic. So, but one thing with, with Mother's Day, shout out to the mothers, single mothers, uh, happy mothers, bitter mothers. As long as you're a mother taking care of your child, that's, that's all I really care about. And if your mother's not around, Shout out to them for raising you to be a great person that you are. But one one caveat I have with that is I will not shout out the mothers that are raising these raggedy ass dudes that are using women's Snapchat filters on themselves to make themselves look extremely feminine. Like, I don't know how many 
Prince extra lookalikes I saw scrolling through the timeline this weekend. And I, I have to say that I'm pretty disgusted. And I'm going to personally attack KJ Dallas Kid at Wash YouTuber on Twitter because this is your generation. Like, these are your people. What will possess you as a young man to swap your face to make you look like a woman? And I get it. Like, some people do it as a ha-ha, hee-hee, this is a joke thing, like kind of tongue-in-cheek. But I saw people, not even people, I saw guys go as far as to not only face swap themselves to make themselves look like a woman. I saw one dude with his whole ass cheek out, like double-cheeked up, talking about, Oh, you know, I can't pay my bills, you know, $10 for pictures, $20 for videos, $30 for feet pics, you know, just kind of imitating like Instagram whores or whatever. But I'm still like, bro, like, why are you, what are you doing? Like, do, do you young men these days don't hold each other accountable? Like, I promise if any of the homies ever saw me doing something like that, immediately check me. You wouldn't have to because I would never do nothing like that. But Again, I'm not like a, a teenager, an adolescent coming up in 2019, but I still, I still don't feel like that's something I would do. Like, I, I just don't feel like that's appropriate. But, I mean, these, these young cats these days, I don't know. You know, the streets are dead, apparently. Shout out to Tribbles. I saw her post that meme, but I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get what the appeal of is make yourself look feminine. I kind of do, because people do anything for re retweets or whatever, retweets and likes, but, man... Yeah, that, that ain't for me. That ain't mine. Mm -mm, nah, not doing that. And, and shout out to you women for, for giving these guys the cheeks. Like, if you see a dude posing as a woman and you, you find that funny or cute, then it, you're encouraging this piss poor behavior. So, but, you know, I'm trying to keep it positive on Mother's Day. Shout out to all the mothers. We respect you, but raise your sons better. Raise raise young men. That's all I'm, that's all I'm trying to say. So, what else we got? So the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer dropped, which was pretty cool. Uh, we did a big Avengers Endgame episode last week, so if you haven't seen the movie, definitely uh, go see it and check out that episode. We had a lot of good points. Shout out to Ocho for coming on. But the biggest thing that I'll take away from the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is that Marvel has introduced the multiverse. What does that mean to the common non-comic book reading fan? That means that Marvel literally can do anything character-wise. Like, honestly, they could bring back any character they wanted to. They can bring back different variations of characters. So, like, for example, Iron Man is dead. Like, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, whatever, he's dead. But with the introduction of the multiverse, they could bring in an Iron Man from a different Earth. Like, pretty much the multiverse is, uh, the multiverse is essentially thousands of different versions of the same universe. So, like, in one Marvel universe, you know, Thanos is a bad guy. Another Marvel Universe, Thanos is a part of the Avengers or something like that. I'm not even going to pretend I'm a subject, matter, a subject matter expert on this. Expert, I can't talk this morning. But definitely uh, definitely check out Comics Explains on YouTube. He, he definitely breaks down a lot of this comic book stuff to the T. He has great content. But what I will say is a lot of people are predicting for the bad guy to be uh, either like Galactus. And I saw, uh, I think, uh, what, Trezzy, Trezzy Bird, whatever, pretty flacco. Dude, I talked to him on Twitter. He was alluding to, like, Kane the Conqueror. But most likely, what I think makes the most sense would be uh, Doctor Doom, because then we could bring in the Fantastic Four and X-Men and things like that. And I saw a YouTube video, I believe it was Comics Explain, where he was saying that, or somebody was saying that, for the big screen, I don't think at this point Galactus would fit right. 
I guess. I don't think it would play well on screen. Like he's he's a huge character. That to me, I just don't I just don't see how they would battle him at this point in you know in a three hour movie that would be pretty good. But I think with Doctor Doom, he could be an ongoing character that they could uh, they could rock with and go back and forth with for this next phase. So uh, what they're also predicting, Comics Explain is predicting, is that the next big story arc is going to be the Secret Wars. So if you don't know anything about the Secret Wars, there's two versions of it. There's a, uh, I think it's like a 60s or 70s version of the story. And then there's the 2015 version of the story. I highly encourage you go look that up on YouTube. It's a very interesting story. So and it'll kind of break down how the multiverse kind of exists. So definitely check that out. But yeah, I'm definitely excited to see Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, a lot of people are thinking that Spider-Man is going to be the, the focal point of the next phase of the MCU. Which is yet to be determined. Again, we're not sure if they're going to need a full... You know, since it was so successful earlier, they might not need to take one person to develop for ten years. Maybe they'll do Spider-Man for two or three years and then, you know, kill him off or something like that and bring in Miles Morales or, you know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things that can happen, so definitely uh, give us your predictions on what's going to happen in the next phase of the MCU. I'm very excited because now it's just, like, nobody knows what's going to happen. Like, there, people can speculate, but again, they can literally do anything they want. So this is this is kind of the fun part of this waiting period of like, hey... Us trying to predict what's going to happen next, so uh, I'm definitely excited for that. But yeah, this week's episode is short. It's Mother's Day, so you guys go spend time with your family. Tell your mother you love her. All that good stuff. Uh, uh, if anybody has, uh, if anybody's a logo designer, we're trying to figure out a new logo for the committee podcast. Definitely hit us up. We will pay as long as your work is quality. So uh, we'd appreciate that. And if anybody's interested in helping us do some marketing. Uh, if you're good at it, we'd pay. So uh, definitely hit me up at SBReport706 in the DMs. I'm probably going to take a step back a little bit from the podcast to work on marketing. So if you don't hear me, I'm in the background so hone it down like Nick Fury. So What's going on, right. What's going on everybody? This is uh, Marcus Smithles from the Committee Podcast. We are a double-gated community talking life, culture, music, racism, anime, allegedly sports, and other things. Uh, we are... Brought to you by the Kids Wear Crown Collective. You can find us uh, on their uh, their page, on their Twitter page. Um, also, check out Two Dope Smarks, that podcast. Check out the Reduced Lunch podcast. Check out the Interstellar podcast. Check out yes. the Sports. Check out the Sports and Bullshit <laughs> podcast. Uh, make sure you guys uh, support Trill Tea, the best tea out there. And uh, shout out to Street Wolf, who does the production for the uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, as you heard, that, that voice is uh, one and only <laughs> El Chapa. How's it going? Hey, everybody. She's back off hiatus. She's been offline for a good little while. I have been. I'm like halfway back. I'm just back for you guys. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. So we got a few things on the docket today. We can. I got a music minute. We are going to discuss a little bit of Aisha Curry. Yes. Joe Button. But first, uh, Elle is one of the few people that has just now finished seeing Endgame. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> Yo, you scared me for a thoughts. second. I was like, what is he going to surprise me with? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's get it. I have an you're opinion pretty, you're now. Pretty, yeah, you're pretty late to the party, so we're, we're going to let you get your hot takes off. All right. <clears throat> 
First of all, Captain Marvel. I did not watch that movie, and maybe that's why I feel the way I feel. Pero como que she annoyed me. Quite cocky mm. for somebody who just got in the game. You know what I mean? Like, where were you the past 10 fucking years? Um, you know, quite cocky. But she did uh, play a detrimental role, and I was happy she was there. So now I kind of want to go back and see. Because right now, I'm not a huge fan. But, well, I didn't watch the movie, so I probably shouldn't have an opinion, right? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of going to say that they pretty much... Uh show why she hasn't been around in Captain Marvel. They kind of explain mm-hmm. a little bit of that. Yeah, but I just feel like here, mm, she could back up. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. I will say, I love the way Captain America got to have the life that he really wanted. Because he wasn't truly happy. Like, he was happy saving the world or whatever. But it's like he was doing it because he wanted to and he had to, but he never had a life for himself. So for him to go back in time and really get that life that he really wanted with his love and everything, I thought that was dope. Did they mention if he had kids or not? Um, They didn't. I would assume he did, but they, they didn't right? really mention it. Because I feel like in the future, it's going to be all about the kids. And like his, his kid is going to come like way later and like save everybody. I don't know. That's a possibility. It's a possibility. Why did it take you so the same long to see with, this movie? Same with, um, same with Tony Stark's daughter. She's going to play a big-ass role in the future. So uh, when the movie came out, my car was under construction. So oh, yeah, uh, for true. remember, and then I thought I had um, a fix, and then it turned out to not be a fix, and then, you know, life and stuff happened. But then I got a real fix. So there was a week, a little over a week, about 10 days, I didn't have my car. So I was about 10 days late to the game, literally. So when I finally went, uh, I was really happy. And what's crazy is, you saw how late I watched it. I mean, a week in Marvel World is huge. You know what I mean? Like a week in any major release to go see it late. You've basically been out of it a whole year, the way everybody's been. And that's why I couldn't go on Twitter. I couldn't go on Instagram, barely. There were some things that I saw, um, like with the new Captain America, and I was like, oh, cool. But I didn't understand how that happened. Obviously, I didn't watch the movie. So uh, I thought that was really cool when I did watch it. Um, here's what I say. Even though I watched it so late and I saw it on a Sunday, my G, the 10 a.m. and the 12 p.m. showing were sold out. Sold <laughs> Where out. I'm at. Still. I'm like, how the fuck? How the fuck? And that wasn't even a good theater. You know how you always have the run regular theater? And then you have like your yes. a, like your HD with the recliner seats and all like both of, like so the regular one was the one that was sold out. I was like, damn. So yeah, they were still getting people's money. Um and I see why. It was a really good film. I went prepared. I brought naturally my own drinks. Um, not alcohol, surprisingly. It was like legit. I brought my own iced tea and my own my own little snacks. I did buy popcorn. Um, you didn't ask for any of those details, but the point of the matter is, <laughs> a bitch, uh, you sure didn't. But I was in there prepared uh, for that three-hour movie, and I wasn't disappointed. I legit, like, I was quite emotional throughout the movie. Like, it was an emotional roller coaster. I don't know if anybody else felt that way, but it was for me. It was for Definitely. me. Yeah. Outside of uh, Captain Marvel, have you seen all the MCU movies? 
I have. So here's what I would say about Endgame and everything. Um, those are the ones that stood out to me, like watching their individual movies. And then, of course, like Iron Man. But there were so many of them and over the years. Like I watched. I know I watched all of them because I just followed the hype. And some of them stuck out more than others. And um, a lot of them I just kind of forgot a lot of details about. So it was nice to see everybody together. And when you get to see all the comments that people are leaving online, it kind of refreshed my memory. So that was cool. But yeah. What was your uh, what was your favorite part of the movie? Oh, when Spider-Man and Iron Man got back together. That's when the bitch was crying. I was like, oh my God, they got to be back together again. They loved each other. They had such a cute dynamic and relationship there, like a father-son. But not. Also, speaking of father son, when Tony got to see his real father, I thought that was super dope. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I wasn't expecting that at all. So, yo, it almost makes you wonder because they went back in time. If him having that conversation with his dad as a grown adult changed or impacted the way the father was towards the mother and him as a kid and whatnot. Yeah, I'm going to assume so. Yeah, I do like the little side stories and stuff that they develop as far as with like my my theory about the mcu is that uh it's it starts with tony stark and it ends with tony stark as far as his character yes. development and growth and they and they showed it throughout his movies through captain america's mm-hmm. movies through spider-man's movies and now they've kind of wrapped it up they've wrapped all of that up in uh endgame for his character as far as getting closure with his father becoming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that um that guy who's willing to make a sacrifice to put the team before himself to be that uh, leader mentor to, to Spider-Man and to, you know, actually be a legit selfless hero. And yeah. That's, and always, the dad. Been, that's always been my theory. Yeah. And a father. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, one of the moments that I was like, I got super goosebumps was when, you know, um, I think it was Spider-Man who was in trouble and he had like the glove and then he was like, oh, I'm not going to get the stones over there. And then you see all the women come together and like, we got this. I thought that was yeah. really dope. I, I, I was very uh, deliberate and strategic and obvious in that sense, but I loved it. And because then you see each one of their characters were major characters. So when you see them apart in their own individual movies or their cameos, it's like, yeah, they have a huge they have a role and they're important. But when you see all of them together, it's kind of like that reminder of, holy fuck, they're badass, like legit. So I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it just it just goes to show the type of diversity that uh, Marvel and, I mean, other movies are starting to kind of move in that direction as far as adding uh, female characters and Strong people Strong female characters. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and not just the typical, like, oh, I'm just here doing whatever the male character does, following behind him and I'm, you know, wearing barely nothing and I'm, uh, you know, a weakling and can, can't handle my own and need saving. Like, all those women mm-hmm, in the end of mm-hmm. those uh, shots are pretty much can handle their own and for the most part can probably carry their own franchises if they if they really, you know, needed to. And it's it's better that way as far as, like, you know, at, at the end of the day, when, when the MCU first started, it was just, uh, what was it? Uh, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hawkeye, Hulk mm-hmm. and Black Widow. So it was five white guys and one white woman. That's what the MCU started with. Like the yep. original Avengers, that's mm-hmm. what we started out with. Now we have black people, black women. We have more women, uh, Asian women. You know, 
So yeah. it's good that there's there's showing a little bit more diversity. Um, can you help me with one that I think uh I just missed somehow and I'm like I've seen I'm pretty sure I saw all of the Thors, maybe not the last one. Um Oh girl, with her pony. <laughs> No, that he gave her the kingdom afterwards. Thor gave her the kingdom. I don't even know her name. Mm, mm, the pretty light skin girl. Valkyrie, you don't know who that is? It's Tessa Thompson. Well, I know she is. I'm saying it's in terms of well, I don't know her name. I don't know her face. Um, yeah, in terms of being there, I don't know. Yeah, because she was in Creed and everywhere else. I know of her. I just by uh, face more. Yeah, you, so. you should you should probably see Thor Ragnarok because that's actually the best Thor out there. Okay. She plays a pretty big role in that. Yeah, yeah. When I saw her and them, I was like, "Yeah, I think that's the one that I'd miss." Um, so okay, so she's like legit. I was like, "Who is she?" But even that, I thought that was cool. She got the kingdom. She got it. She's in control now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You should definitely see a uh, Thor Ragnarok and uh, welcome to the to the present with the rest of the the world that has already seen Endgame. Some people have seen it multiple <laughs> times already at this point. I know. So. And that's why I really feel like sold out those shows I was talking about because I was like, who's going to go see it for the first time at 10 a.m.? Granted, I'm sure quite a few people did. But I, I would bet money that it was sold out based off of people watching it again. And I'm pretty sure yeah. the people in the theater with me were watching it again, too. Not for the first time. No, I think you were probably the only one in there seeing it for the first time. Yeah, me and my mom. And that's okay. It was a great show. It was it was great. It was a great movie. It was a great showing. Um, I would watch it again. Haha. But I felt that way about Infinity Wars too. That one was my favorite. Infinity Wars, Endgame, those two uh definitely stood out to me for obvious reasons. Yeah, I like them. I would buy them. Yeah. Well, I will say this. A message to Marvel. I am not mm. going to buy I'm not gonna buy um Avengers Endgame on Blu-ray. Like, at this point, I have a good bit, I have a pretty good set of the MCU movies, but Mm -hmm. at this point, I want a box set. Give me the entire set. I I will buy a box set of every MCU movie from the first Iron Man all the way to Endgame. I am not buying Endgame as an individual movie. I'm not doing it. And they should do, um, you know, like, with certain movies, I remember, like, example, Godfather, where it's like a limited release, limited editions, where we bought The Godfather and it was the set and it had like the leather casing and the inside had like extra bonus. And it was like, it was legit. I don't know how else. It's like a whole set plus bonuses and the case that it came in and everything was, it was beautiful. Um, That was actually a gift for my brother-in-law. Shout out to Wilson. I hope you watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we would keep it, but it was a gift. But something like that, I would imagine, and it just had like bonus, I don't know, posters or something. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be nickel and dime by uh, Marvel anymore. Like, don't just be like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, here's, if you spend twenty five dollars, you can get Captain Marvel. If you spend another twenty five dollars, you can get an Endgame. Just give me the whole thing. Give me, give me it all. I want it all. Okay. You're dedicated. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Spider Man trailer for Mm-mm. Fall from Home? Ooh, no. Yeah, I, I will say um, the only thing I would caution uh, Marvel with what they're, and obviously Marvel knows what they're doing. They probably have a whole lot of plans and they probably have the same planned out for the next 10 years. So what I say probably 
doesn't even mean that much. They're but, not even going to hear it. But no, they're not even going to consider it. But uh, they did. They did take my idea. Now at the uh, at the theaters at the end of Endgame, they're showing the Spider Man trailer. So that was my idea previously. So I think they might be low key. Oh, low key. key stealing my Some intern ideas. out there. Yeah, somebody out there is listening and put it here out. <laughs> but uh, this whole the, the multiverse thing, don't get too deep into that, I don't think. Or at least don't make it so outlandish and so out of the ordinary where you can kind of lose the casual fan. Because I feel like if you're into comic books, if you're deep into the comic books, you, you know the multiverse, you understand the multiverse. But the reason why the MCU was so popular in the movie theaters and why there's such blockbuster movies are because of people like me, the casual mm. fan that wants that's into Marvel movies but wasn't into the comics as much. Because there's more there's more of me than there are of people that were into the comics. So you don't yeah. want to lose people like me by doing going too deep into the whole the, the comic stuff. Like, and I'm not saying it's a bad. I'm not saying don't explore the multiverse, but don't make it super uh, nerdy. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you know. Try to try to. It, there needs to be a fine balance between them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm I, would, with it. I would just I would caution them on that. Um, but moving on from that, let's talk about your man's your man's Joe Buttons. Joe Buttons. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Tell me, fill me in because I'm a little lost. What happened now? I mean, what you do this thing? I don't know. He's what still he did, not apparently. giving her. He's still not giving her some dick. Like, what's happening? She's still mad. I, I like that too. I don't know. I don't know I like, anything about she that. She's my cousin. She just doesn't know it, but we're cousins. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the the lack of penetration that she is receiving or not receiving. But uh, that's what, what she from, said. That's not me being messy. That's what she went on national TV saying and the internet. But I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. Um, any. From what I saw, it looks like they're on the outs or not following each other on any social media. And no, I, yeah, I saw a video on there's some blogger, some uh, vlogger who was out in Miami for something. I guess maybe spring break. And in the video, you can see Joe Budden like walking down the street with another woman, like out in the open. I was like, oh, maybe maybe that's what it was. Like that's kind of a bad look. <laughs> Ooh. So I'm, I'm I mean, I, apparently he, he. Yeah, I mean, apparently he talked about it on his podcast, and I don't know. I, I, I it's a tough situation to go through, like a, I, I guess a public breakup like that, you know. And I, I know he has a he has his own podcast and platform and stuff, and I don't know if he talks too heavily on you know other people's relationships but when you're in the public eye like that and you do um talk about you know other people's relationships and you have a large platform when you mm-hmm. go through relationship when you go through your own relationship problems like where is the where's the line or where's the boundary and this isn't specifically about joe button because like like we said we don't know all the details about it we don't i don't really I don't listen to his podcast. I watch a few clips on YouTube here and there, but I know someone like a Wendy Williams. Like I know she likes to mm-hmm. get messy in people's relationships. But is it is she being a hypocrite by if there's something going on in her relationship to just be like, oh, I want to keep that private? Like, where's the line here? So I would say so. 
with this last one, and there's been lots of things that's happened, and I mean, I don't know Wendy Williams like that. I was on her show, however. Mm-hmm. But, and obviously that's a guest, but <laughs> not on here. Oh, of course. Anyway, so I feel like uh, with Wendy Williams more so, she makes a living based off of talking about other people and getting very into it and very intimate with their life. Um, getting very messy at times as well. And we love it. We eat that shit up. That's why she has a show. That's why she's making millions of dollars. We all love it. Just keep doing it, Wendy. However, when it comes to her own personal life, like when her son had that whole drug issue years back when, I think he had to go to Costa Rica or somewhere for a rehab and blah, blah. She wasn't mentioning that. She kept that very hush-hush. People were already giving her shit about it. Like, really? You're talking about everybody else and their drug problems and their kids' drug problems. Um, yeah, I was, I was about to say I didn't. I didn't know if she was talking about other people's like drug. I thought she mostly talked about relationships. I didn't know she was going that deep. In she business. will talk about whatever is um, out there, whatever's out there. It, it, she doesn't have, from what I've noticed, she doesn't necessarily have a limit. Um, she'll report and give her opinion on what's what's being spilled via TMZ and other sources. Now, sometimes she's not as messy with what she's saying. And she'll say, well, more to come. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll wait for actual concrete evidence and whatever. Her thing is always with allegedly, just to make sure she doesn't get sued. Um, and I understand that. So she's out there giving her opinion um, on other people's lives. So when you have the issues with her husband, soon to be ex-husband and whatnot, people were expecting her to say something, especially because she just kind of went into her, hi- her hiatus and um, come to find out it was in and out of rehab and everything like that. Um, people want to know those details. One, because at this point, if you're loyal fans, you feel like you know her and you want to know what's going on with her. And you want to know if the rumors are true because you actually care. And then there's the other half words. I want to know if it's true because you're talking shit about everybody else. So are you going to cough up about what's happening to you? Do I think every every detail needs to be out there for the world? If she does, like, it's already out there, but if she wants to talk about it, she can. If she doesn't, um, I think that's a little hypocritical based off of how much she's talked about other people. Now, if you just give your opinion here and there, eh, okay, but she's talked up quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's fair for her to, like, if she wants to go on her TV show and talk about other people's business, and then when it comes to her own personal business, and not talking about it on her show, I think that's right. fine. Like, I'm fine with that. But if, say, if she's like, okay, I'm not going to talk about this on my show. But if another show, another talk show, another radio show, another podcast, if they're like, hey, we're going to talk about this. I don't think Wendy Williams has a le- or anybody in Wendy Williams' position has a leg to stand on to be like, oh, I don't want you guys talking about that. I don't think that's fair right. to talk about this. Personally, right. this is my business. It's like, Nah, you can't you can't pull that card because you've been in other people's business making it messy, spilling tea and all that stuff. So you kind of got to right. hold that L. And you know, I, I get it. You know, I, and I, for the most part, I think it really depends on your on the how how large your platform is, right? Because previously we we have talked about like Cardi B and Offset's relationship before. We talked about that. We've mm-hmm. talked about Beyonce and Jay Z's relationship. While not discussing our own, oh my gosh, you just reminded me. Sorry to cut you off, friends, but I had a dream with Jay Z and Beyonce last night. 
we were best of friends hanging out and like we were riding around together. I don't know, super random. But you just kind of gave me that like spark, you know, that came back in my were memory. Were there any other details? Um, we were in my car of all cars, and if my car is old, so oh. it would not be in my car. <laughs> but yeah, we were riding around. Um, we we're about to go somewhere, and then of course Courtney was there, and then we got to like this event, and then we were gonna like split up, and I was like, "Fuck," you know, that was that wasn't our first time hanging out with them apparently, but I was still kind of new in the circle, and I remember telling Courtney, I was like, "Damn, I didn't get a picture with B because we were on that level. I could just call her B." And wow. I was like, I didn't get a picture with B. And Courtney was like, well, just go over there. I thought she was going to take it with you. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, you just picture with us all the time. Just go get your picture. And I was like, you're right. And I was going to go back, walk over to where she was so I could get my picture. That's all I remember. That's a super oh, my gosh. Dream. Best dream ever. Yes. Super random. Super <laughs> random. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. If, you, if, if you're going to, if you're out here, you know, Casting stones in a glass house, man. Like you got to be careful. But like I, like I also said, like it depends on your platform. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a and but not exactly. It is. You know it depends what I'm on your but platform. Like millions of people watch Wendy Williams. Yeah, and her platform, her her platform was built based off of talking about other people and other people's lives, both professionally and their personal lives. So. Maybe she wasn't as messy with every person as much as some other people, but that's irrelevant. She has built her platform based on was talking about other people. And for that reason, I would say, yeah, you kind of got to say something. At least address it. Um, Don't just act like nothing was going on. She took her time and she took extra time and she did what she had to do for herself to recover. Um, and I think also within that time that she took, she saw that people were really rooting for her. Maybe that's what motivated her to speak a little bit about it, um, and say what she had to say. Cause I mean, in the beginning she was fighting for her marriage and then she was like, just not wearing her ring and you have to stop it. Um, and it is what it is. I mean, I like Wendy, but I was definitely one of those people with my eyes out, like, girl, when are you coming back and when are we going to hear about this? But exactly. does she so. does she owe it to me or anybody else who's a fan of her show? No. Technically, no. No, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I hope uh, everybody that's in the public eye has uh, has uh, something something positive comes out of whatever's going on in your relationship. I know with Joe and Sid, I know they have a kid together, so hopefully, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not saying they need to get back together or anything like that, but hopefully they can be on good terms as and you know for the sake of the kid that they have together and she's young so yeah yeah she is I and mean, he's a little bit older but that actually kind of transitions Ooh. into uh, what we're going to talk about next as far oh, as wait like, i just have one question before we transition and i just want to know if anybody's heard and maybe she won't because she's not that messy Tahiri, I just wish I knew what Tahiri was thinking. Like, if I could be one of her real friends, mm, what's mm, Tahiri out here yeah. saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be a good one. Leave that right there. That's for next season of Love and Hip Hop. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Love and Hip Hop New York. Yeah, she about to come back next season. Watch, watch. If Mona's smart, she's gonna get her real quick and get her on that show again. If it pays right, money talks. It always does. Everybody has a price. Mm. But uh, one of the things that kind of got uh, 
Twitter up in arms, the battle of the sexist Twitter. My goodness, like, right? <laughs> Aisha Curry got on the uh, Red Table Talk. That's a Jada Pinkett Smith show with her mom and daughter. And uh, it was Aisha Curry, her mom, her sister, and her sister-in-law, future sister-in-law were on the show. And, mm-hmm. and there was a clip that was that was circulating around the internet where Aisha Curry was essentially saying that she was having some insecurities about um, the lack of male attention that she was receiving compared to the amount of female attention that her husband, Steph Curry, was getting. Mm-hmm. Now, what what were your did you you saw did you see the clip? I saw the clip. I started to watch the whole interview in full, and I had to stop, and I just skipped over to the clips that were uh, being bounced around online. Yeah, I saw okay, it. So what, what were your initial thoughts about that? Um, clip? I agree with her a hundred percent. I agree, and there's the the aspect of you know it being fair. Why is it that it's okay? And I get it. It's not our males. Um, that her husband's getting all this extra female attention. It's on the ladies being trifling and being hoes. But at the same time, I understand what she's saying. And then she was actually being quite vulnerable talking about that's an insecurity. And yeah, you're married and you should only have your husband looking at you and everything. You're absolutely right. The only person's no. opinion that she cares about is her husband. I'm sure. But it does not hurt to have somebody else look at you. You would feel flattered. I would think. I get it, but what yeah. are your what are your thoughts as a husband and a father and all I th- that? I, I thought I thought a lot of people were kind of taking a little bit too far with what she was saying. Way they, too far. They were making it seem like Aisha Curry wanted to walk down the street and have people like grabbing her ass and stuff like that. She oh like gosh, they made it look yes. like they made it look like she was trying to holler at guys and guys were like, "No, you're not attractive." Like that's not what she was saying. That's it. and I I actually watched the entire. It was like, what, 30 minutes? I watched the entire conversation. I was like, all right, so mm-hmm. I get the context, understand what you're saying. And the, the one of the uh, annoying things about social media is that people will just take a two-minute, three-minute clip and pretty much take that and run with it without getting the entire context. And yep. like you said, Aisha Curry was being vulnerable. She was opening herself up with and what What did Twitter do with that? They pretty much roasted her for <laughs> three days. Because she right. was being open and honest about, because it's it's not easy being honest and open about something like that. Like it's easy to just be like, oh, you know, I'm fine being Steph Curry's wife. Like my life is perfect. Nothing ever goes wrong. We have a lot of money. We have beautiful children. We have, you know, we live in a great city. I have my own business. I'm on TV. I'm a celebrity. Like anybody could say that. And to be honest, that shit's not interesting. That shit is boring. Like. I don't want to hear that. Like I want so I want people to be real and honest with me. As far as when it comes yeah. to interviews and reading about them, like that's what we want. And the reason people don't do that is because when they are, we treat them like garbage. We're just like, oh, we're we're gonna roast your ass. And now now people are flaming Aisha Curry talking about how she's not that attractive, and then they're flaming her husband. They're just like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, and that's part of that insecurity. That's part of the insecurity yeah. piece that she was talking about. And nonetheless, it's like, am I not? Like she said, am I not cute enough that other people don't find me, like other males don't find me attractive? Whereas her husband got fucking panties and bras thrown at him all the time. You know, yeah, like... And we also, you also got to take into context of where she, where she is at this point in her life also. Because people were also digging up, you know, old tweets from her from like 2011 where she was saying Good like... Good God, they don't got a life. She said, well, she said she was going somewhere and that some guys were trying to holler at, holler at her and she was all like, 
oh, you know, don't talk to me. I'm taken. I'm engaged, stuff like that. And this is back when Steph Curry was probably, he might not even have been in the NBA or he might have been like in his first or second year. He wasn't the MVP NBA champion, Steph Curry. He was just an average NBA player. And also you look at Aisha Curry back then. Aisha Curry is not that big of a celebrity, if a celebrity at all. She's also not married and she also doesn't have kids. I think mm-hmm. the kids is a big thing. It's I don't think it's gender specific, but yeah, maybe no, I'm not gonna say it's gender specific. When you hit when you hit like your thirties and forties and then you start having kids, there is a part of you that's kinda like, Do I still got it? You know what I'm saying? Like right. when I walk in when I walk to my kids' school, are the you know, are the teachers looking at me saying, Oh, well, his dad looks all right. He's a good looking guy. Or are they saying like, oh man, he he really let himself go, you know, and women feel like, I know I felt that way. Like I go to the gym a lot to, uh, to, to prevent myself from feeling that way. Like I don't want to have those. Maybe, maybe I go to the gym because I am insecure because I don't want to be that dad. Who's the out of shape dad, the dad that doesn't look good. That's not presentable. And I, I, I get why I get why he's just coming from like you hit your thirties you got kids, it, and, and right. especially when your kids are young, it's easy to fall off the wagon. It's so easy mm-hmm. because you're so busy. You're constantly moving, you know, staying up late. You're kind of, sometimes you catch yourself eating junk food. You don't feel the, and you don't have the energy to go to the gym as much. And it's just right. like, ugh, man, what happened? Let's not talk you, about you the hormones. Some, yeah, I can't, I can't speak for it on the, 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 the women's side, but I can speak as a dad who's in his thirties. Like I can remember there was a few days where I was like, I was, I was looking like Thor at the, at the, at the, at the end game. I had the, I had the dad vibe going, you know, and it happens, but there's times okay. where you're just like, you want to be able to take your kids to the park and have like, it, it feels good when I see other women looking at me in a way where they're just like, Oh, he, he looks, he's attractive. Like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that it's not a thing where I'm looking at them saying, like, oh, I'm going to do something with this. I'm going to try to go talk to them, get their number. It's just a feeling right. of validation. Because at the end of the day, I know my spouse is attracted to me. I'm a, My spouse knows I'm attracted to her. Steph Curry knows that Aisha is attracted to him and vice versa. Mm-hmm. They all know this. We all know this. But deep down inside, we all still want to make sure that if we were to go someplace, go out to the club or go out to a bar and you, you would like, if I went out to a bar right now with my homeboys and a lady walked up to me and said, Hey, can I buy you a drink? You know, uh, I think you're handsome. I'd like to talk to you. I'd be flattered by that. I wouldn't take her up on that, but it would be nice to know that, Hey, if I right. was out here in these streets, I could, people, people still want this. You know what I'm saying? It still feels pull good. the hose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's a normal feeling to have. I would agree. Like, who doesn't want to be Stacy's mom, right? Like, remember that old exactly. song? Exactly. Who doesn't want to be Stacy's mom? And that's all she was really trying to say. You know, even with males, I remember uh, at my old company, we had uh, gone to, I think it was a men's game or whatever. They sent us out there, and it was really cool. And there was these two girls that came by us. And uh, long story short, basically, my one coworker who I was with married and very much in love. And then whatnot, but he was still like talking to the girls, but not like talking to them, just making very casual conversation because we were all standing by the same area trying to get our drink or whatever. And it was just really polite, whatever. And you know, they went about their business and we kept on. 
And I looked at him. He was like, yep, still got it. And I was like, I'm sure he could. If he would have pushed it a little bit further, like actually put an effort, he probably could have pulled one of them. Um, but exactly. he, he had that same mindset. Like, yep, I still got it. Cool. And he was like a cloud nine just because of that. Not even because he wanted to go anywhere with those women or any which one of them, because there's two of them. Or anything like that. But he knew, like, okay, I still, I, I got it. I got it. What do you do? Go back home with his wife. And he's still very much happily married. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think Aisha's out here looking, like, seeking attention and validation from other people. It's just there's a lack of it. And especially when, like, Steph Curry has a lot of followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's a very, he's, he has a top, he's a top five jersey seller. He's, by any measure of however you measure things, he's an attractive guy. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's an ugly person. Like, I can see why women would be attracted to him. He probably has female groupies, and then he has sports nerds that are groupies also that play, <laughs> give, him a, give him a lot of attention. So it would be a thing where, say, if you if you and Steph Curry are out, and everybody's talking to Steph Curry, Steph Curry's getting all this attention, and you're being left out. It's it's a human yeah. nature to feel some type of way about that. Like, could you imagine if, imagine if, like, a, a, as a man, I'm speaking from a man's perspective, Imagine if you were Beyonce's husband. Like Beyonce is one of the most attractive women on the earth. And Facts. if you were and if you were out in public with her, how men would act, how they would react to her, how even women react to her, and you're just standing there feeling like you're or if you're Scarlett Johansson's boyfriend, you know? Mm-hmm. Any any and, attractive woman. And Gift Queen was around. Sure. Exactly. Like they're like people are pushing <laughs> they're mushing you in the face to get to her and you just feel like Hey, I'm a person too. I'm a part of this relationship. We're a team. Like, don't ignore me. I'm like, you know, I'm the boyfriend. I'm a husband. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm all these things. We are, I'm, I'm a person. I, it, it's a thing where I feel like Aisha Curry wants to be seen and I can understand. Yeah. I feel like it's simple human nature. And it's just, it's just weird when people just assume that because you have people are money, assholes. And you have yeah, you have money, you have status that you don't have actual human emotions. Like just because Aisha Curry is married to Steph Curry, who makes millions and millions of dollars, doesn't mean Aisha Curry doesn't have feelings or emotions. Like they're still human at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Beyonce has insecurities. Every because she's human, not she even said it. Yeah. She even said it. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's it's a thing where we gotta kind of for one, we got to start stop treating celebrities like they're not humans. Like just right. the more money you have doesn't mean that you're you have less feelings. And when someone, we need to be more careful with uh, people's vulnerabilities. Like when people are opening up about things, we need to be thank we need you to be a little bit more delicate about it. You know, and how we yeah, treat because them. if it was anybody and, else, they would not have had that reaction. They would have been completely like super like sympathetic and whatnot. But because it was her. And, you know, her platform that and her husband and her marriage, and people are taking it way left field. Can we also remember the fact that they've been together since high school? Yeah. Can, I mean, we, that's can a we also, that's a long ass time. That's probably her first and only, you know, love and partner. So um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who maybe, maybe they've only been with one person, maybe only been in love with that what, one person that they married or whatever, but they haven't thought along the years, like, man, well, if there's somebody else. And she's not even saying that. Let's remember that. And even having that thought is a natural human reaction, right? Or feeling. 
um, people are just trash. People are just assholes is what I chalked that yeah. up to. And I support her. <laughs> exactly. I get it. Yeah. And I, I know people want to just, you know, get their tweets off and it's easy to just watch a two, three minute clip instead of watching an entire 20 minute interview, but try to get mm-hmm. a little bit more context and let's, let's try not to act like it's just women that have these insecurities. Like, thank you. Too. Like, like it, when we talk about the, uh, the Joe Budden thing, like I'm sure that cause Joe Budden is in his, I believe he's in his mid forties, maybe mm-hmm. and somewhere in his forties. How old is he? Early thirties, like she's a 20s. young woman. Like she's bro, she's, she's in her twenties. She's in her early twenties. I think she was well, it last season. I think, <laughs> last season. I think yeah, she turned twenty five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> legit. Yeah, I know she's know. younger than me. She's younger than me, and I'm twenty seven. Oh, wow. She's oh, younger wow. than me, Jeez. or or like just my age. I know. How the fuck you think I be thinking sometimes? But yeah. Um, so I mean, it's okay. That, I mean, it's okay. I love my life. Thank you, God. There's a reason why, like, men in their 40s and 50s, when they're, you know, newly single, tend to try to go after younger women. It's insecurities. Mm. Like, they oh, feel yeah. like, oh, can I, can I still get it? Do I still got it? You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why Jay-Z is with Beyonce. And there's a reason why Jay-Z isn't with a woman that's closer to his age. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's a, it's a, and men and women handled in their insecurities differently. But... There, there is a reason why, you know, older men tend to date women that are way younger than them, mm-hmm. especially when they get older. They want to see if they still got it. So it is what it is. It's it's human nature. Let's let's start treating people like people. And, you know, I see I, I understand, you know, trying to get your tweets off and all that, but there's still people on the other end of that screen. But, exactly. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with a. uh with a quick music minute and I don't really have too much. I will say that there is, there has been a lot of different music that's been, been being released. Like it, I, I've been getting to a, a kind of, I want to say a little, I haven't been getting in a rut, but there's kind of moments where I'm just like, if a big name artist hasn't dropped an album, like if there isn't a new album release on that weekend, I kind of feel like, oh, well, there's no new music out there, but because I'm a I'm a sellout and I support Apple Music, I go to the uh, <laughs> every day I check, yeah, I check the new music releases, and I've I've been just randomly just clicking on stuff. Like I usually I'll click the album if it says like hip hop, R and B, soul, you know, I'll usually give it a listen. If it's like alternative, I might I might check out check it out. I'm not inclined to click on pop stuff or uh, rock, but there's this uh, this group called Emotional Oranges that I just checked out this weekend. I'd never heard of them. I just randomly clicked hmm. on the album. It's actually really good. I was like, wow, this is pretty incredible. I've never heard of them before. I've never heard of them, but I checked them out. They're really good. There's another, there's a soul group called uh, a Morning a Black Star. Their shit's hmm. really good, and they're and it's and what I'm trying to do, and I, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm trying to get away from rap music because Logic dropped an album this week, and I listened. I was to that gonna say, have y'all even talked about Logic? Yeah, yeah. I haven't talked about it, but I listened to it about two times. I listened to uh, Queen Key. She has, I think this is probably her second or third EP. I checked that out; it was pretty good. But I, I'm just trying to get out of just being stagnant and waiting for the popular artists to drop something and trying to, you know, 
delve into more unknown artists and and give them a, a listen. But out of all those um, albums and projects that I I listed, I would definitely recommend Emotional Oranges. It's it's a really strong project. It's like if you're into R and B, like just vibes. Okay. It's R and B. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a solid project. Like I'd really. I recommend it. I'd actually, I don't know if they're touring or anything, but I, I, if they were in my like area, that. I would go see them. Okay. Yeah, I would see them. Oh, I, I definitely got to listen to them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably tweet it out so people can kind of give it a listen, check it out, let me know what you think about it. I think if you tweet them, because they're, they're still like, I don't think they're that known, but I think if you tweet them, they'll probably tweet you back just because they're trying to build up their uh, their audience. So they're really dope. I, I, I like their music. Well, I'm so, going to give them a listen. That's, that's, um, I think that's a pretty good starting point or ending point. Jeez, I'd hate to be starting right now after 40 minutes. Cause, uh, yeah, after three tequila shots. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew you were doing something. I just, I, I did didn't, you hear it in ask. my cup? Hey, yeah, 1800. I didn't hear the cup. That 1800 yeah. and, uh, what's that place? Wendy's, Wendy's Strawberry Lemonade. Make mm. me later. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see you. I You're see, welcome. I, I can, I can see that. Okay. It was okay. nice. Refreshing. Uh, <laughs> or, okay. Um, anyway, just, uh, you know, check us out. We drop new uh, episodes every Monday. We're on I, or Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor. Um, we're on the uh, Kids Work Crowns uh, Podcast Collective. We're on there along with the uh, Two Dope Smarts. You can also check out the Reduce yeah. Lunch Podcast. Interstellar podcast, the Sports and Bullshit podcast. Uh, shout out to Street Wolf and Trill T. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Marcus underscore Sniffles. I'm trying to get my uh, followers followers up like uh, Southbreeze did. I think you got I up know. to a thousand. A, so, uh, a thousand. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. He's not even so. the cute one. I'm just kidding. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, See, I, I bet mean, you that would hurt his feelings. I'm saying, but nah, it's true though. He don't care. No. It's true, Either way, it's true though. Uh, where where can they uh, find you? Not tweet on Twitter. At L Chapa E L L E C H A P A. I at least read them. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I respond. I respond. Slide those DMs, fellas. Slide those DMs. Yeah, but don't be weird. Be super weird. This is a community <laughs> podcast. We out. Peace. Those DMs. <laughs>